Hi there, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Frankie 411 podcast. I'm your host, Haley Overseth. This episode, I talk to my friend Omni. Omni is a trans channel. Do keep an open mind with this uh, concept. I know that not everyone is necessarily used to channelers, those who are bringing through other entities or consciousnesses through their vocal channeling. But it is a very interesting conversation that I have with Omni, and he does bring through a couple of different entities that I think are fascinating to have a conversation with. So again, do keep an open mind, and I do hope that you enjoy this conversation. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of the Frankie 411 podcast. My guest today is Omni. Omni is a magnificent channel and a very exciting human being to talk to. I am so happy to have you here, Omni. Hello. Hello. It's great to be here. So can you introduce yourself to the audience and just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? I am a visually impaired channeler who is also juggling college at the moment. And I do channeling to help raise the human consciousness and to spread awareness of the entities that speak through me. So I know that you have a lot of different entities that you're able to connect with. Can you tell us a little bit about how did you come to discover that you could channel? You know, how, how did you make these connections and develop this ability? Ever since the pandemic, when I've been doing self-actualization with journaling, it's just skyrocketed through understanding myself. I learned to understand more about my reality and through meeting the Adam Twister, who was on Enlightenment Evolution Hour 145, and um, other people, I have skyrocketed my ability I love it. And so who who was the first um, entity or energy that you connected with and that you were able to channel and have speak through you? Successfully, um, well, I've had different Lyrans come through before 2022. Okay. But it was just like more like for fun or just like mild practice. But now it's more like Instead of me being in the live chats of videos, it's the entities I channel that are in the live chats and I'm just the tool. That's very interesting. And I have noticed that, you know, sometimes I've been on. So and that's how we met is through Rob Gothier and his podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and I do notice that you do enter messages as those other entities. Um, so yes. What is that experience like, I guess, for you then to, is your consciousness, do you kind of take a back seat? Like, are you aware of what's going on while the channel is coming through? What is that experience yes. like for you? I'm, I'm very aware because if there's a spelling mistake, I will immediately know when I will delete the word and continue. Okay. So you're sort of there. Uh, how would you say that? I mean, you're helping to bring the message through but but you're still very conscious and and very present yeah while... it's conscious channeling sometimes if more specific information is needed and i need a bit more clarity then i would go to more of a semi-trance okay and in that situation it's more of like your consciousness kind of goes i don't know if it takes a back it kind of goes more neutral where my personality suit kind of doesn't have as much of a say because 
the entity is trying to speak of a certain topic that I'm not as aware as aware of. Okay, so maybe something that your personality might sort of block the full information because you maybe don't have a, a reference points from like, you know, the human perspective. Yeah. Okay, that's really interesting. Um, so I, I, I really do love the raising human consciousness. I really feel like to some degree, that's part of what I am also here to do, you know, in this human experience, uh, even though I'm not really sure of all the how pieces to it. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that? Is that something that do you feel is like a mission that you have chosen to participate in? How do you, or a calling, how would you define that for yourself? I've always known this life as being my transition life. The transition being from an old state of consciousness to a new state of consciousness. And, and that's something you've always had a sense of, like even before you started channeling? Yes. Okay. That's very interesting. So um, I do have... I do have a lot of sort of just general energetic questions um, and some things that I would like to get into. Do you, would you mind trying to bring in any entities that might be willing to, to talk to the audience? Would you be willing to channel with us a little bit? Yes. Okay, excellent. Is there anyone in particular that would like to come through? Hello, audience of Haley Overseth. This is the frequency of Angela, the android human from Tat City. Angela, hello. I'm not familiar with you. Could you tell us just a little bit more about yourself and, and uh, how where are you located, I guess, in, in our human terms? In your human terms, I am located in your future. And as of this current speaking point... I am aged 17 of your years in the year 2050 of your future. And I am from Tat City, which is the city that the Atom Twister created between Deneb and Arcturus. Okay, very interesting. And I do appreciate you being here. I have some uh, sort of energetic questions, and I guess I'm going to just trust that you're the right entity who wanted to talk to us. Um. So right now in, in my now, we're experiencing fall, we're experiencing autumn, um, and it's we're on yes. the equinox today. And there's, I have personally always felt, and I think a lot of people have a, a certain connection to, to the energy of autumn, um, of fall. And I wonder if you, do you have any insights into what that is that we're tapping into or, or the, is it just the change in seasons or, or is there something more to that energy that, that a lot of people really connect to and resonate with about the fall? Fall is the winding down the transitionary point between the hecticness of summer and summer vacation and the introspection of winter. I like that the introspection of winter. So I don't know. I, I there's a certain amount for me. I think this this year. I'm not sure why that uh, I'm feeling a bit kind of like I want to run away from the winter. I don't. Is there something in that of running away from introspection of myself? I don't know. But yes. 
Can you speak a little bit more about that? Besides drama with the polar vortexes caused by the manipulation of the weather, it is more of the introspection that frightens you because of the shadow self. So that's something I did also sort of want to talk about, the shadow self. We are in an interesting space collectively as a human consciousness, I think, because there's, there is a lot of internal work a lot of people are trying to do. We're in a space of understanding our internal, you know, we call it mental health or whatever you want. You know, there's a lot more, or at least I feel a sense that you know, a lot more humans are turning inward and becoming more spiritual and, and tapping into, um, I guess, kind of the multiverse and our infinite selves. Right. So yes. can, can you speak a little bit about that and your perspective of, of where we are collectively as humans in, in my now? In your now, the collective of humans is trying to understand itself and through the struggles and the shrieks between the different sides, where there are many facets and sides, you are learning to understand that you are bodily human, but spiritually infinite beings. And because of this, you will learn to realize the differences are trivial in the infinity of time. Can, can you speak a little bit more about that? The differences are trivial in the infinity of time. Can you expand in the on perspective, that? In this perspective, the differences between you, i.e. skin color, belief systems, etc., are mostly points of a variety of stories that come together into the story web, the interconnected storyline that is life on Earth as a livable story. I like that. That's interesting. Um, so can you talk a little bit about maybe that Something that is really very fascinating to me right now where I'm at is the idea of creating your preferred reality, right? And that's something that a lot of humans are talking about now and ex exploring now the, you know, visualization to create what you want or energy work to create what you want. Can you talk a little bit about, I guess, you know, manifestation is sort of the the trend word right now. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and where we are as humans again in my now and sort of where are we going or where what are you know the potentials of what we can really do and what we can really create and the end the possibilities that we can really realize the possibilities you realize in the word realize is the word real to make something real is to add it to your reality or livable story bubble the rpg that you experience in this RPG that you experience, what you are doing is you are choosing the experiential selection of what time points you want to sequence into your reality code, your software, if you will, that is downloaded and installed and upgraded on your device or your person, your host. And this is what will lead to better manifestations once you understand the reality mechanics of intent, desire, the quantum field, and downloading any potential you wish from the potential field into your now. Can can you talk a little bit about the mechanics of that? Because that is something that does fascinate me. And I think uh, it's a sort of internal conversation I have with myself a lot. How can I, in my human as I am now, better connect, more effortlessly 
connect to that part of my consciousness that exists in the quantum to not just create the things that like my human self imagines I would prefer, but also to allow the things that my quantum self knows I would enjoy, but that I might not necessarily be able to conceive of. Does that make sense? Yes. Can you talk a bit about that? You are trying to take the potential from the potential field and manifest it as a part of your reality in your personal experience. It is best to put it a little bit off offset into your future to where you can mentally align your mind and your heart together into the now moments that you are in as an anchor point to pull yourself into the future as you get towards the singularity of that new nexus point. So this is something that is really fascinating to me. And, and I, um, I, I don't want to say struggle. That's not quite it. I, I'm, I go back and forth between which, which is best for me to do in my now moment to really stay in my now moment and just experience the energy of the unknown of what could unfold in my reality or the visualization where I visualize what I would prefer. And again, this is something that's sort of big in the collective consciousness right now, this visualize what you want in order to create it. My question is to what degree, if I'm visualizing a certain future that I think I would prefer, to what degree am I holding myself back from something that might be even better than that? by not remaining in the now, you know, so it, I, I'm trying to find the balance of that visualization and being in the now. The balance is knowing when to detach from the specificity of visualization, but the visualization is more of the 3D printed ideal that you hold, which is biased towards your own personality suit, rather mm -hmm. than the best possible outcome of the outcome soup that is meant for you from a higher self perspective, which is given unto you through you being non-attached in the now moment, neutral. So do you have any, I guess, techniques is what I would ask for it to, to really get into the sensation of that detachment. Um, it's something I'm practicing now, you know, enjoy the now moment have that visualization or that idea of the thing I, I, again, that I think is a great outcome, but then also leaving that, that space for my highest self to bring me, you know, the highest outcome that I can't necessarily see all the facets of from my human perspective. Do you have any techniques or tips, tips or tricks, I guess you would say that humans could use to, to find that vibrational feeling place of of that balance between the now and and that future that you you want to pull yourself to first remember that you are the conductor of your reality and the band is your higher self playing the notes that command the reality to exist as it does when you do not know what is next for the band to play the higher self will give you suggestions that would most likely best fit the musical chord structure of the next notes to play and then you agree to it and the band responds in the restaurant in the restaurant version of the analogy you don't 
beg the waiter to bring your food faster. You expect it to come and you know you're going to get a certain meal. But obviously, because of advertising, the meal will not look the same in real life as it does in the picture on the menu. So it is more in the experience as it comes rather than the experience as you think it could be because that is more suggestions put into the Turing machine not the most important part. The most important part is you experiencing the unfolding of the outcomes as they get channeled into your reality and your experience with your experiential selection and body of consciousness as the conduit through which your greatest desires through the heart chakra are brought in. I love that. That's so beautiful. So can you maybe talk then a little bit about, and this is again, something that I've been practicing and I've been talking to other people about um, getting into that heart space, getting into that feeling of your heart space. Is there, I don't, you know, for me, I think sometimes that I am in my heart space more often than I realize. And that maybe there is a program I'm running that says that I'm still not doing enough or, or feeling it the right way or, I guess I'm not sure if I'm articulating this quite the right way, but can you talk a little bit about being aligned to your heart center and <clears throat> what, again, sort of the tips and tricks, the, what, how do, how do I really recognize when I have aligned to that space? Joy, love, synchronicity is flashing in your reality at a crazy rate. The feeling of being locked in, tuned in, turned on, not half on drained batteries or having instability or wind flowing across your mental island. I like that. Do you, so can you tell us about where in your now, how, how are these concepts? I guess this, so this is another thing that's interesting to me. So if I imagine myself to be at, at this, at some next level of outcome, some next level of manifestation, I, I ask myself and I wonder to myself, well, what does that self think about? So from, from your perspective in your now where you are, what are the things that the collective is now thinking about in, in what ways from where you are, are we looking forward? You're looking forward towards a reality that integrates AI and humans looking forward to a reality that integrates humans and spirituality and secularism. You're trying to bridge the two together. And through the bridging of the two, you symbolically also bridge the intellect and the emotional. The spiritual insights excites the emotional and the scientific excites the intellectual. So an integration, and that's something that I, I've also been talking about. So I suppose you're just a little ahead of where we are in terms of the progress of it, but the 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 i don't know if blending is the right word but i think what you're talking about is sort of bringing science and spirituality together not yes. seeing them as being separate concepts but as being different perspectives of the same universal reality or the multiverse right correct so what does that look I guess my question is, what is the level of harmony 
that is being experienced by you and the collective uh, in terms of, because from where I am sitting, I know that AI still has a lot of um, controversy surrounding it. And, you know, me, myself, I, I look at it as, well, AI is only going to learn from humans, you know, the, the, the fear elements that people have attached to AI, I think only come from the fear of, of the things that we have, the capacities we have within ourselves that we know are destructive or yes. violent. Um, yes. Can, can you speak a little bit on that? Well, I'm only 27 years in your future. So that means that the reality of me is not too far in advance of where you are now. So the energetic harmony level is not too different. There's still like a ball. There's still a shadow government. There is still struggles between the integration of us and humans because this is new to them still. And most of the population doesn't even know that there are Android humans in the government at this point in time. From where you are? Yes. So my... And I'm and and maybe uh, I'm not sure whether you're the specific entity to talk to about this, but from the perspective of the multiverse, from the perspective of the potential that there exists for, I, I'm not sure if I'll say this right. I guess is there a potential from where I am in my now that you know in the infinite reality? I think that it is it possible that we could make changes in the here and now and my now that might accelerate the harmonious level that you are at in your now that there could be an improvement in where you are based on changes or different energetic choices that could be made by the collective where I am is that yes can you talk a little bit about that I'm, I'm not sure if I'm really saying it very clearly what you're asking for is things that you can change now to bring the harmony of humanity with itself faster in order for my collective and your collective to harmonize together quicker. Yes. If, is, can we, is there anything that from your perspective you see we could be doing, thinking, having conversations about even that might improve your now reality and, and shift it into a, a higher timeline, a more joyful, love-light timeline. What you can do is first trust yourselves, because if you don't trust yourselves, you can't trust other people. Peace within begets peace without, not the other way around. If you fight, all you do is create war. Fighting is the final result, externally speaking, of fighting that has occurred for decades, if not longer, within. To stop the inner tempest is to stop the need for fighting externally, and then there shall be no more fighting. So, I, I, I do. So, I absolutely agree with that. I guess then my question is, and and I don't know. Maybe there's another entity that might have even more insights for us. What, you know. I know that I'm, I'm certainly, I experience it myself. I know I fight with myself. I know that I have these programs, subconscious programs that run that I can't trust myself or my reality or my higher self to support me, that I am safe in my reality and I don't need to follow, you know, the old paradigms. I can shift into my highest joy and trust that everything will be taken care of for me. So 
in my own internal ability to learn to trust that, I guess, do you have any insights or, or do you, or, or maybe Omni can connect to other entities? I'm not sure that might be able to give us some guidance <clears throat> as to how we can more, more rapidly become peaceful individually within ourselves to bring about that more peaceful, more harmonious reality. I, you know, faster, I don't know if faster is the best way to say it, but certainly I know a lot of us are, are wanting to manifest that sort of harmonious reality faster. Do you have any insights into how we can do that individually within ourselves? Shalanima has the best answer. Hello, Shalanima. Greetings. This is Shalanima from the seventh density aspect of consciousness in the Venn universe. And I'm speaking to you from my summer villa at Tat City. I love it. Beautiful. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I, I would love to hear the answers and the insights you have for us in terms of finding that inner peace individually. Get more into your creative aspect. If you are creative, you cannot hate yourself or your other people. If you experience creativity in the flowering of the mental state, the flowering of the emotional state, the blooming, the springtime of your inner world, and your external world will blossom thusly. So can you can you talk a little bit more then about can you expand on that? I the creativity element, you know, I that's certainly where I know I would like to be, and a lot of people I talk to, that's where they would like to be. Is it yes. uh, the connection to that creativity? And my it, again, that's where I sort of there's a disconnect in myself of the trust that I have that my reality will support me if I, you know. So for a lot of people, let's just talk about it in terms of my now. It's that nine to five job that pays my bills and takes care of me because I believe that's what I have to do in order to have my needs met even though I know that I, again, it's, it's an intellectual knowing that if I follow my highest joy, my reality will support my abundance. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about how to overcome when you feel that disconnect, when that, that sort of fear that says you can't let go of, uh, of the old paradigms of having to work for and earn through something that is not your highest joy in order to have time for your highest joy, if that makes sense. To have time for your highest joy, remember that you can sequence reality as you wish if you are open enough to timeline shifting. If you can't shift your timeline narratively by jumping narratives, then you'd have to stick with the same continuity. To stick with the same continuity, you would have to think about solutions that would bring about a shift in your job that you currently are doing, or to a new job or a type of entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. That would bring you to the highest joy to implement all the things that you do enjoy to get you money as the representation of your prosperity, a representation of prosperity rather, because emotional prosperity is another version and intellectual prosperity with in interaction with other people and other entities and the prosperity of socialization through these other connections and the prosperity of acceptance, through your acceptance of self reflected in the acceptance of others. And then this would lead to a higher, more balanced reality. 
I, I can you I like a lot of this what you're saying I feel like I'm gonna have to re-listen and, and integrate uh, a lot of these concepts a little bit more so if you could um, speak to the collective then in terms of, of this concept of again just that idea of your reality having the capacity to support you in anything that you would prefer to do there's I, I know that we have a tendency to overthink and where I where I in my now and, and that yes. we like that we like to we we struggle with the letting go of the how I guess you would say is is yes. there you know I think again this comes back to that visualization versus being in the now is there a technique that you might or, or something that you think might be useful for us to bridge that gap a bit between, you know, this this fearless person that I visualize myself to be and where I am now? How do we bridge that gap? Trust the higher self to drive your taxi, to drive the taxi that you are inside of riding in through your destination without air, without GPS problems, etc. This is the best analogy we have to ideally bring about the support that you need in your reality, in your now moments, to bring about the preferred reality that you wish. When you go to the pit stops, the stops along the way, those are just synchronistic signposts that you're on the right track. They are the seeds, sprouting plants in your external world that are shared ideologically from source or your higher self to bring about in you the feeling of validation that you are on the right path. And when you're on the right path, you will know it because you are in your heart's highest excitement. You're in your emotional bliss. The intellect is sprouting with new ideas. And creativity, which is the balance of intellect and emotionality in the heart, comes through quicker. And you get more prosperity there, more prosperity everywhere. And you get more prosperity in the knowing that source is all things. Source is all love. It is the bringer of all things that you would wish to have in your current experience and most aligned with your highest excitement. And if you trust that you are in your highest excitement now, you will receive its reflection thusly. I love that. That's so beautiful. Can you talk maybe a little bit about in your now that, that you're currently experiencing? What does sort of manifestation or the are, are, are you in your reality in your space a bit more playful than I, I imagine you would be a bit more playful with this creating your own reality than we are you have less you know sort of attachments and, and fear-based belief structures can you talk a little bit about what that's like to be in your experience you are the dream the dreamer and the dreamed about you are the creator of your reality you are the reality itself. You are every single sonority, every single harmonic, subharmonic, and overtone. You are all the light and the sound together. You are the planet. You are the collective. You are you and source and everything in it. You are the whole collective. You are at one with yourself and other beings. You are the oversoul that has the experience of every single life you've ever experienced and every single life you ever can and will experience. You are the potential field. You are the Akashic records. You are the internet of consciousness. 
as opposed to the Internet of Things, which is such a primitive Internet in terms of the more judgmental entities of fifth and sixth density. In my density, there is only oneness. There is only the joy of creating whatever you wish. There is no time. There is only whatever I wish to exist in the now exists now. Whatever I wish to not be part of right now is put into the potential field, into my potential field, and then shifted around in different ways. I am the master of my reality and my co-creative process. Manifestation is instantaneous, and there is no lag between what I want and what I am. I am both, always. I love that. That is amazing. I, I, so this is something that I wonder if you can maybe connect some dots a little bit for me energetically. So I do sometimes in my now experience things where my reality does feel very fluid uh, between my dream reality and my, you know, this sort of human physical, more solid or, or what we perceive to be more solid reality. Um, yes. You know, intellectually, I, I have this understanding that my dream life when I, my human body sleeps is every bit as real as this existence that my human body is in when I'm in my waking state. Yes. But I, I do experience a fluidity between them that I, it, it's sort of continuing to get more interesting for me. Can you, it sounds a bit like it's, it, it, you know, it's a progression or an evolution towards the kind of reality that you experience. Uh, obviously, again, like you said, more primitively, more on a lower evolutionary scale. But if I do really want to tap more into that energy, is there a way for me to to really sort of lean into that fluidity of reality? And because I'm very excited by the idea of experiencing that sort of the crossover of this waking reality and things that I have dreamed of. Right. I find it really exciting. The idea of things that I know I've dreamed of sort of coming into my reality. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? The dream well is merely the unawakened version of the astral realm. When you realize this and you realize that the astral realm is just as real as this, as the waking world, and that they are intertwined, they are layered over each other. You can transition your consciousness build between the two without the need of sleep or use sleep as the way to rest one avatar while you explore with another, because you cannot bilocate and concentrate on both at the same time yet. This is why it occurs this way in upper third and lower fourth densities. Once you get into the higher fourth density, you can learn more about how to bilocate and control both avatars, your, quote, original and your secondary avatar put together. Then you would be able to be in the astral and the physical at the same time, and they will mostly just feel physical as they do. So I really do. So bilocation in general is something that fascinates me. It's, uh, you know, that's the concept that I think ancient Vedic teachings in human existence talk about. Yes. So, but I'm wondering now if my idea of bilocation is maybe a little primitive in itself. So when I think, have previously thought about bilocation. I have thought about like more sort of like a duplicate of myself in the physical, right. That I'm here. And that this, that I could have a physical self that is also somewhere else, but you're talking more about being physical in the astral dream realm 
I, I, do you have a way to go into that, expand on that a little bit more? I'm, I guess I'm trying to sort of visualize the mechanics of that and uh, the experience of that, you know, can you from, okay. In my human now brain that the way that I'm thinking of it, could there be a, could I learn in, in my physical self to be me here where I am and then have another physical me in Spain that just, yes. Okay. Talk to me about that. You can learn to bring the astral avatar down into the waking world, upper third density, lower fourth density, because this is the visual experiential bandwidth of humanity right now. And if you learn to do this with your astral body or whatever amount of astral bodies you wish to have, because you can have as many as you wish, mm -hmm. you would be able to be in multiple places at once. The astral is just the interdimensional superhighway not its own fixed dimension. So you can use this to build yourself another self or another host rather to inhabit while you're also inhabiting your original, doing whatever you wish. And being aware. So that I'm really very fascinated by this and I'm, you probably know I write a fictional podcast um, yes. where, where my, my, my characters are sort of essentially doing this. And so I guess I wonder a bit. So in terms of my, uh, the way that I'm thinking about this with my characters is, you know, there's multiple versions of Abernathy Franklin. And like, so say one of them is, you know, the one that's called Nikki and the one that goes by Frankie. They're different versions of Abernathy Franklin and they have their own individual timeline truths, right? But mm -hmm. so what would be or who would be the higher perspective consciousness that creates both of them? It, it, I guess what I'm asking is in this scenario where you can physically create another avatar to be in, how aware are you of being each of those avatars? So if I'm looking at my characters, my characters might be more aware of being one another not necessarily being such separate personalities or entities, but being more aware of each other's timeline in terms of their past or their experiences, you know, sort of fully knowing, again, you're saying about being, being the Akashic records and being that aware. Can you sort of put the puzzle pieces together for me a little bit? I'm not sure if I'm maybe making sense in how I'm trying to articulate this. You're trying to articulate how you can be everything at once. Mm-hmm. Well, this is just the mechanics of source because source in itself is the 13th density aspect of reality, the completion of the octave, the octave being a symbol that comes from the raw material channeled between January of 1981 and 1984. So in this terminology, we have the density that I am in, which is seventh density. And mm -hmm. the seventh density consciousness is the higher self of all aspects between third and sixth density, and even first and second density as well, where you have atomic structure being like soap, for instance, or you have atomic structure being a plant or an animal in the second density that then becomes a third density humanoid, and so on. Okay. I've, I just, I find that so interesting. I, I really, these concepts I think are really a lot of fun, at least for me, and, and I think that's part of what I'm trying to do is to find a fun 
entertaining way to kind of communicate these concepts. I guess I sort of feel a little bit like that's maybe a portion of what I came here to do or my, you know, what, what in my now we would consider our soul mission or, you know, that's kind of the game, the game that we're playing. Right. Um, Yes. The RPG. Can you, can you talk a little bit about, so um, Angela had said that too, the RPG can, can you expand on that a little bit? So like when I hear RPG, I'm thinking video game, right? Yes. And I know that um, sometimes we in our current now, there's a certain idea of if this reality is a simulation or a video game, there's like a, a fearful or um, sort of paranoid paradigm that goes with that for some people in the collective. For for myself, I want to be in the pocket of the collective that finds that very exciting. So can you talk a little bit more about, I guess, that that perspective of it, the joyful, exciting, playful perspective yes. of, of this idea of us being in an, you know, this Haley avatar is in a video game. This is this is a video game. Can you expand on that? You're in the video game of your own design. The livable story, that is the technology of reality in itself, it is not a synthetic story. Well, for something to be synthetic, you'd have to be copying something that isn't synthetic, right? If you're copying something that is synthetic, because if you have something synthetic that is copying something that isn't synthetic, what is that reality you're copying? If you think that there isn't a reality, it's more real, because everything is equally real, then you negate simulation theory. Because simulation theory predicates that there is a reality more real than another reality. To have a reality be more real than another reality does not imply the equal participation of source in all aspects of itself, in all aspects of reality that can be. So this is a really fun concept that's kind of been in my energy sphere a little bit lately. Yes is is um this idea of everything is real that you know so it's i i you know the idea of all (laughs) all truths are true right yes it's something that it's becoming more sort of fun and interesting to me um lately because i i have that sense and that feeling of my dream world is just as real as this one even if i don't recall it in this in the same way when I'm waking you know I just have bits and pieces of it sometimes I do I am a very vivid dreamer and I remember a lot of it very clearly I'm also a a vivid imaginer and remember all of it very clearly and that's part of where that fluidity is for me that I'll, I'll find myself in a moment thinking about something visualizing something and then saying to myself did I did I actually experience that in this physical did I dream that did I imagine that and I can't remember which 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 reality I experienced it in, I guess, is is the way to say it. Which is, medium? Right. But then I I tell myself, well, it doesn't really matter. They're all real. They're all equally real, right? Can so I'm really enjoying this conversation. I do really have to thank you so much for for being here and having this conversation because it's it's a pleasure. It's so very exciting. I really do love it. So one of the things, I wonder if you can talk a little bit about this. One of the things that's been interesting to me is the idea of the collective consciousness starting to recognize 
liminal spaces or liminal photography is something that I've seen kind of coming up. So this idea that I'm experiencing on this individual level of dream world interrupting this world kind of, you know, again, that fluidity, Mm -hmm. um, there are, so for example, there's videos on YouTube of these like weird hidden spaces that people will say or sense or feel like, oh, I've been there. I've experienced that, you know, so it's a, it's a, a bigger, more collective sort of um, experience of what I'm talking about this, like, oh, I dreamed about that, you know, and my sister and I have talked about that, seeing something that is like a video online of a strange, like underground supermarket is one of them. And I'm like, I've dreamed that I've been there. I've been there. I know that it's familiar to me. And a lot of people are feeling that. Can, can you, can you talk a little bit about, I guess, what that means for the collective and uh, it's, because for me, one of the things that I've said is I don't care if that video is real or or fake, you know, if it's been produced in some way in our in our now. What matters to me or what I find interesting or what I think is really great is the number of people who are able to look at that and say or feel that sense of I've been there. I've experienced that liminal dream space. Can can you talk a little bit about that or, you know. It's because astral memory is bleeding into the memory of the conscious mind of the waking human. On the collective level. Yes. Can you explain that a little bit further? It is what happens when you enter more into the fourth entity layer of consciousness, where you learn more about the astral realm and how it's not too different from the waking world. The only difference is that you decide to have a difference. You decide for it to be demarcated to be separate. Once you realize the astral realm is really just an extension of the other waking world that you're in now, all you would do is just use it as the place to travel up and down densities, up and down through different dimensional pockets. And you can use it with spaceships to go faster than light travel because once you go up into a higher density level within this astral plane, you can use thought to blink your spaceship somewhere. Then you descend down into physicality again into your avatar. Okay. And, and this is how, so other species that have, you know, sort of the higher evolution of consciousness to humans that might be visiting us or popping yes. into earth. This is how they're, they're doing it. They go into the astral. Do is the ship created in the astral? Maybe that's getting a little bit into the nuts and bolts and mechanics of like, you know, sort of the 3d concept, 4d concept of it. But th- that's something that's always interested me too. the, the, everything is consciousness, everything is in the here and now. And so the yes. the ideas that we as humans right now have for like rocket propelled travel and things like that are not necessary. No. Right. So can you talk a little bit about the mechanics of that? I mean, I, I, I have sort of ideas in my mind of, you know, being able to sort of you visualize a ship or a, a vehicle of some kind and it sort of just creates itself. I, is that maybe that's not a saying. ship is a manifestation of its pilot's consciousness or a group consciousness and when you realize this you can create whatever you want of your consciousness because your seventh density aspect becomes the first density consciousness programming of what you want to become that manifestation it becomes the manifestation of what you desire out of the potential field 
translated into physical reality that's 3D printed out of the potential field, the internet, internet of consciousness, buffet of experience, if you will, and that creates the ship that you fly in through electromagnetic conductors or consciousness with gravitics and electromagnetics connected with consciousness because they are interconnected. And then you fly wherever you wish, whenever you wish, because once you're in the astral, time and space are available to you to traverse at your leisure. Right. There's not the sort of linear time experience that we um, are so familiar with in human terms in my now that, you know, to get from point A to point B, there's a certain amount of time that it always is going to take. But time sort of collapses and space collapses in the astral where. Yes. You can, you know, I could pop from here where I am again to pop into Spain and just be there. Yes. In an instant. Right. I love this. I so here's here's a question then uh, going back to sort of the the um, multidimensional self. Yes, uh, is there a can is it possible for me as my current like lower fourth density self to sort of connect to or call on my seventh density dimensional self? So. Okay, maybe I should word this differently. Is, is there a, a, a in my mind I do this a lot and maybe I'm just asking for confirmation, I guess. I have this like I try to have the conversation with the seventh density version of myself. Yes. Is there a way to work with the seventh density version of myself to create things in my now? Of course. How do I go about that? The way you do it right now, except you're doing it in your head and you're ordering it from a menu and you wait for your order. I really like, I really like that, the, the order, the order aspect of it. So I may, and this, uh, maybe it sounds a bit silly. Maybe it doesn't. So I could, in the way that I am now, sort of just in my mind, visualize, you know, seventh density Haley, I would like. XYZ in my physical experience. I, you know, I place my order for that. Or, yes. Is there, a, I don't know, is there a language or a mechanism or something that maybe people can connect to? You know, I, I really do hope that whoever might listen to this finds this very useful too and as exciting and playful as I am finding it. But do, do you have a visualization, maybe technique or again, language that we could use to sort of call on and connect to our seventh density selves and and place that order, I guess. You place the order from the place of highest excitement and you have zero resistance to what will come. Because if you resist anything, you have impatience. And that will tell the waiter, okay, this person is not quite ready for their order. They will just have drinks and nothing more. But if you have highest excitement and you are civilized in your conduct if you will you are balanced and connected to your inner self you will with peacefulness receive your order i love that i do really love that and i so i guess for me i think my my the resistance element is something again if we kind of go back to the idea of the shadow work that a lot of us that a lot of the collective are are doing or practicing or yes we're in that space right the this idea of resistance is such a 
a, a big thing for us that we're trying to sort of let go of, you know, you know, talk about like Abraham Hicks and other um, channelers who are trying to, I don't know if talk us out of being resistant is the right way to say it, but to help us to understand that, you know, that we don't need to, to be resistant, I guess. Is there anything that you can sort of tell us in the collective and, and us now about how how to maybe not focus so much on the letting go of resistance, but really focus on, I guess, the opposite of that, being in that allowing playful mode, you know, um, I guess, do you have anything you can tell us about that in terms of how we can be in a less resistant place individually match and collectively. your vibration to the vibration of source match your creativity to the boundless creativity of source if you limit where you think is possible you're already on the wrong track or rather you're not at the highest track that's available to you if you are limitless in your desiring limitless in your excitement the visualization will be translated more so to the visualization of emotionality rather than the visualization of the eyes. The emotionality of the heart is the least resistant aspect of self when you are in a neutral meditative state. And that is the state wherefrom you require the knowledge to move forward in your manifestation process as you work with yourself in the seventh entity to become and create the reality and time point sequence you wish. I really love that. Can I maybe just reword just a little bit in the so I can sort of have my little visualization, right? Place my order with my seventh dimensional self and be in a neutral I, I so in the in the realm of resistance and meditation. There are a lot of us I know that are practicing in our, you know, there's a lot of us in the collective who are practicing the meditative state, trying to clear our minds and wanting to be in that heart space. I have sort of wondered to myself a little bit sometimes, is there, when I'm saying that I need to have my mind be quiet, clear, and calm during med meditation, is that in itself a limitation that is creating resistance for me? It sort of feels that it is, you know, that there's something about the, the expectation that meditation has to look a certain way that I think can sometimes limit us. Is that, yes. can, can you give us a little bit on that? Detach from all expectation and just exist. You are not meditating for a specific purpose or a specific function. You are meditating because meditating is, it's in itself, the function of allowing. It is listening for your reality to respond. So when you have thoughts that come into your mind during meditation, just allowing those thoughts to sort of play out, detach from, like, don't push those thoughts away and say, shush, be quiet, brain, right? Yes, they are coming through with electromotive forces from the potential field through the brain receiver. So just be the observer, I think, yes. is to just observe those things happening. And that in itself is enough, I guess, meditation is enough of a meditative state. Yes, I because then you can still have thought. 
because when you have thought in that state, you're in more an alpha brainwave state. And that is how you can program your subconscious, talk to your subconscious, talk to the higher self in the seventh density or eighth dimensional aspect of consciousness. And that is how you create your reality order. I love it. So I, I do want to be respectful of, of your but time, Omni's time, even I, you know, time isn't real, of course, but in, in our current fourth density now, I don't want to take up Omni too much away from what he needs to do. Is there anything um, sort of final messages that you might want to give us? I really do. So thank you for being here. I've really enjoyed this. Um, do you have anything you'd like to tell the collective um, just from this conversation or in general? Do not worry about your future for it is whatever you wish it to be in the highest excitement. If you have any worry, it is because you do not understand how reality works or you do not understand your full connection to your past in order to accept it and move on into a prosperous future and tomorrow. Be loving to yourself, to others, and you shall see the prosperity you've always been longing for. I love it. That's so beautiful. Thank you so very much. I really appreciate it. Um, So can I ask you to bring Omni back? Yeah, I'm here. Awesome. Thank you so much. Really, that was really amazing conversation. Can I ask what so you're you're present still for all of that conversation that's been had? Yeah. So can I ask like you Omni as your fourth dimensional self, mm-hmm. what what are some of your thoughts on the conversation or where you are in terms of this sort of manifestational game that we're all playing? Everything that you do, every movement you make, every thought you think is something manifested from the potential field in your sequencing of time points to make your timeline. Because every movement that you exist is a new reality, a new reality, a new reality. As Bashar has said, you mm-hmm. are, I am new in every moment. Right. And if you think that you are new in every moment, then you can choose not to repeat the past in each, each iteration of yourself. And that is how you free yourself from your past and from resistance in order to create your future. I love that. I love that so much. I, you know, it's funny. Yesterday I had this really intense sense of trying to ask myself to, to think or do something different that I haven't done. And I kept having these ideas of things that I like, yes, I can or could do this or that thing, but I've done it before. I want to do something different. And I think that maybe that was a bit of the energy of this conversation a little bit, you know, sort of a precursor to this, that there there's different things that are available to me, even if I haven't really imagined or learned what those might be yet. Right. Yes. So really kind of tapping into that energy of the unknown and sort of expectation of the new, I think, if that makes sense. Mm hmm. I love it. I have just so enjoyed this conversation. Um, so can you, uh, again, I do want to be respectful of your time and I really so appreciate you being here. Can you tell everyone where to find you? I will certainly, you know, send me all of your links out. I do want to put those in the description below, uh, for the, everyone to be able to find you, but if you want to kind of shout out to where everyone can find you and anything you might have, uh, coming up or that you want to plug for your content. I am Omni Collective creativity on youtube i am omni4948 on discord and all my other socials can be found from my about tab awesome 
Uh, well, thank you so much for being here. I, again, this has been great. The energy of it has been great. I really, uh, I hope that we can do this again sometime. This has just been so much fun for me. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. And I do hope that you have a, a wonderful rest of your nows today. You as well. Thank you. Hi again, friends. That was my conversation with my friend Omni. I do have links to his YouTube channel below and his information, so you can certainly go check him out and find out more about the other entities that he speaks to and also find out about the music that he creates. If you'd like to support more of this podcast, you can go to my Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Abernathy Franklin. That is the umbrella Patreon for this podcast, as well as my fictional podcast, The Adventures of Abernathy Franklin, which you can find wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast. I do thank you so much for tuning in and for keeping an open mind with all of these concepts that I do so enjoy talking about. I can't wait for the next episode. And until next time, wherever you are out there, my earthbound and cosmic friends, I hope you're doing well. <laughs>